Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. We are recording this Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, hey, three days in the row for rising market. Oh my God. Feels like manna from heaven, doesn't it? Not not I'm the kind of person who gets that excited about the stock market going up. A nice 20% bump in three days is pretty good. Uh, okay, so we got our big Senate bill and we got the details of what is actually in the bill. And so, so many of you have been asking some questions. I just want to go through a few things that are in that bill. You can go to the website, jillonmoney.com, click on read. I will update some of the facts that are in there, but pretty much, you know, you'll get what you need. I'm going to follow up with some other stuff because this is a broad one. You ready for this? Every single person who's been asking about required minimum distributions, and I said, if you don't have to take them, don't take them, in the bill for calendar year 2020, you don't have to take required minimum distributions from your IRAs or from your 401ks or 403bs. How about that? No RMDs for 2020. That's great news. Fantastic. So take a deep breath. That was a biggie. Couple of other things that you guys were asking about that I think um, is really important. Uh, someone asked if you're going to receive a check if you are retired. The answer is yes. And by the way, even if you don't file taxes and you're collecting Social Security, you, the government's going to access your data through the Social Security system and will determine the amount you should receive. But yes, if you're retired and you're collecting Social Security, as long as you're under the income limit, then you're all set. Uh, okay, a couple of questions about what is this based on? Interesting. It's um, based on your adjusted gross income of your taxes. Now, a lot of people haven't filed their 2019 taxes yet, so a little bit of an issue, right? Well, do not despair. You can go to your 2018 return and look at your adjusted gross income. That is line 8B, ladies and gentlemen, right there, AGI. Oh, here's a great question. Someone said, um, asked us about whether or not the money you get that direct payment is taxable. It's not. But if you're going to your 2018 return to claim this, and then all of a sudden your 2019 shows your income is over the limit, they're going to penalize you. And also a lot of people who were wondering about the enhanced unemployment benefits, what's really important here is that as written, what looks like is happening, you still file for unemployment benefits through your state system. Now, for many states, that'll give you up to 26 weeks of, of benefits. And then the federal government, no matter what your limit is for your state, is going to add another 13 weeks to that. And then on top of that, the government is going to give you $600, again, $600 in addition to the social security amount that you are receiving. And then you're going to be able to get that money too for four months. Okay. Whew, that's a lot. Okay. Um, what else did I want to tell you? Oh, here's something. Retirement fund withdrawals. You know, I think we talked about this briefly. There's going to be no penalty, uh, the 10% penalty for early withdrawal, no penalty uh, you still have to pay income tax, but you have three years to repay the tax that's due. Loan amounts from retirement plans. How about this? They go from fifty grand. You can go up to a hundred thousand. You get an extra year to repay outstanding loans. I don't love that. Please don't pull money out of your retirement account, or at least talk to us before you do. 
Uh, student loans, we've got a bunch of questions about that. No monthly payments through September 30th. Those loans will not be accruing interest during this time. Oh, Mark, I found this out for myself because I had to go talk to my accountant about this. So we all have extra time to file our returns, right? So some of us, like yours truly, we pay estimated quarterly taxes. Okay, so Mark too. So here's the rule. You have until July 15th to file your taxes. And of course, if you if you are owed money, if you're due a refund, do it sooner, right? That makes sense. But if you're going to pay, just take your time. Okay, but here's the weird thing. Right now, as this is written, you are due in July 15th, but your second quarterly estimate. So pretend that normally you would make your first quarterly estimate April 15th. Your second one would be June 15th, right? And now you basically make the second one on June 15th and the original one that you were supposed to make July 15th. So that's how it's written right now. That's cray cray. That's going to get changed, I'm pretty sure. Oh, you dumb dumb. Mark already made his one. I didn't. I'm sitting on that. I was waiting till the bitter end on that one. I don't, I don't, I don't like writing big checks to the government. This is a crazy time, man, and it is going to get crazier. So I'm glad we got relief out. I'm glad we have a lifeline to you folks. If you've got questions, of course, send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Let's get through some of these questions. Ben says, I love your podcast and I never miss it. I've been through enough crashes. My first was 87 that if you want to talk about what we're going through now, my reaction is la, 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 can't hear you. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just going to continue following my plan. But one of the things you said on Saturday's podcast struck me. You said we should hold one to two years of expenses in cash while in retirement. Well, I've been planning on keeping five years in cash. And here's why. A bear market is usually one to two years. Recovery can take up to three years. If I sell during the recovery because I run out of cash, then I lose all of that fast upside potential. Therefore, I want to have five years in cash. I have no appreciable pension and who knows about social security. So I'm going to have to depend on my 403B and that seemed reasonable. Tell me why I'm wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I think it's slightly excessive. I mean, an abundance of caution is fantastic. So if that makes you sleep better at night, I'm cool with that. Maybe I'd split the difference and say like three. How about that? Topher writes, should I buy now? Since the markets are low because of what's going on, is now the time to invest? You know, buy low. Is there something to look for when we've hit bottom? Topher, you know what my father always said? They don't ring a bell at the bottom or at the top. I don't know where the bottom is, and I certainly never know where the top is. My advice to you, if you were planning on investing, then invest. Now's a good time. If you are planning on um, using that money over the next, say, 12 months, then don't invest. But you've got to have a plan. And the plan can't be, I'm just going to try to find the bottom of the market because I don't know where that bottom is going to be. So proceed cautiously, my friend. Okay. What else do we have here? Jason, subject, stay the course. This is great. This is, we received this on March 16th. And what's today's date, Mark? What did I say? It's the March, it's March 26th. So it's 10 days later. Okay. And with the market dropping like crazy again, is it still advisable to stay the course in terms of investments? Things are obviously scary and unprecedented. Just worried all of us are going to lose everything. Isn't the last three days a great example of how if you just sit still and do nothing, you might be better off? So I don't know if this is going to go back down again. I don't. But I just want to be clear that, you know, 
we've gone from talking about Dow 30,000 to Dow 15,000 to now back to Dow 22.5. Here's where we are. We're still down on the year. I get it. And we're still in a bear market. And for all I know, the last three days was a classic bear trap, meaning that there's a classic example of markets moving higher in the midst of a bear market. But what I know is people who stick with their game plan over the long term will make money. So stay the course if you can, and hopefully you don't need this money anytime soon. All right? Okay. Uh, Here's one from Jeff. Hi, Jill and Mark. I hope you're well during these strange times. Curious on your thoughts of purchasing individual stocks during this market if you have a stable job that's secure. I've been taking small positions on some individual stocks although I usually stick with the S&P 500 index fund. What are your thoughts on buying individual stocks? What signals do you feel would signify an upturn in the markets? What duration would you expect to continue? Any other tips for a 37-year-old investor? Here's what the investor's looking at. Disney, Tesla, Apple, Starbucks, and Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, Okay. I mean, look, I don't know anything about individual stocks. I I know that it is very important that you are trying to buy a basket of stocks that you can stick with. I'm not a stock picker. Berkshire Hathaway to me is like buying a mutual fund. So I guess that if I were going to buy anything, that would be fine. I'm sure that these are all big companies that are going to do well, but I'm not sure. Again, I, I might be more interested in just sticking to an index fund and calling it a day. I could be wrong. But let's say you do go into this, I you know, you do continue this I, with this idea of individual stocks. How about you limit it to a percentage of your overall investment portfolio? So if you got a hundred grand and it's in an IRA account, how about if you just take your individual stocks and limit it to 10% and see how it goes? Does that seem reasonable? I think so. Joe writes. Like the subject lines say, coronavirus presents an opportunity to teach people to save for a rainy day. Gosh, I know you are right. I think it's a great time to discuss the concept of saving money for a rainy day, either on CBS News or the morning show or on the evening news. I always cringe when I hear statistics on how many people live paycheck to paycheck. You and I know that in many, many of these cases, it can be a choice. It's true. Absolutely. There are people who live beyond their means And maybe even during the good times, didn't sock enough money away. This will hopefully help them realize the error of their ways. That said, I don't want to get too judgy on it. I mean, I hope, yes. Do I hope that they do a better job? Sure. But, you know, now's not the time to wag our fingers. It's to get these people out of their problems and move on. All right. Robert wants to know, subject, should I stay in the market? I'm 72 years old. I'm in a target retirement fund 2015. Should I transfer to cash? See previous email? No, you shouldn't. I, I get I get these questions. I understand it, but no, hang out, okay? Oh, and we're going to end with such a nice note, Mark. Here's from Brett to finish up. Uh, just wanted to drop you a note of appreciation. I'm a CFP in Buffalo, and your show has been a valuable resource for me for years with learning how to have better conversations with families. The daily content you're currently putting out has been extremely helpful for me. 
I started in the profession in 2012. Markets have gone pretty much straight up for me. So this is a new experience. <laughs> yeah, I wish you didn't have to go through it, but yep. Each question has been spot on to those I'm currently receiving. It's uncanny. Thank you for your commitment to providing consumers a rational voice to help them through important decisions. Keep up the good work and please know it's making a difference beyond what you may realize. Very best, Brett. P.S. When Jill did a Buffalo, an event in Buffalo for WBEN, I made a point of saying hi and thanks. During our brief conversation, I mentioned that I was still working at a wirehouse but planning to change that. You'll be happy to hear that since then, I've made the leap, started my own independent fee-only firm. It's been a roller coaster so far, but without question, the best decision I've ever made. Stay safe out there. Isn't that nice, Mark? Thank you, Brett. I, I very much appreciate that. Truly, truly. All right, gang. Uh, I think that's it for us this evening. Um, we're going to keep adding to that big, fat, long <laughs> article about the the financial lifeline that just came out of Congress. I'm going to keep adding to it. I know it's it's going to be going to be really awful to have to do it. There's so many pages. I actually was going through page by page in the the law, trying to put the links there. And then I was like, this is exhausting. I'll work on it over the weekend, I promise. So, all right, listen, stay safe, be nice to each other, keep practicing the social distancing, be kind to your coworkers. They don't know what to do with themselves. And really be nice to your family too. Please be, be sure that we will uh, do our best to answer your questions. We are inundated right now. It may not happen all at once, but keep listening to this podcast. Pass it along. You can rate us. You can review us if you'd like. That would be lovely. But more importantly, get the information. Try to be sane. Don't get excited on the upside. Don't get so too depressed on the downside. Don't make too many decisions. No big sudden moves, okay? Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.